Sean Smith took what is widely regarded as the most spectacular mark in football history. The same Sean Smith also took numerous brain-jarring knocks during his VFL-AFL career, with alarming and ongoing consequences. Hi, Sean. Did the triumphs and the positives outweigh the negatives? I've been asked that quite a few times. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess you, in some regards you go, yeah, the damage done now. You go, well, was it worth it? But in some regards it is worth it. You know, it was, it was part of my life. It sort of shaped who I am and um, had some great fun along the way as well. But obviously the ongoing uh, problems is, is, you know, something you probably go, well, mate, was, was it worth it or not? And those ongoing problems are to do with concussion and the effect on your brain? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an ongoing thing for probably the last seven or eight years. Um, you know, sort of going through a bit of depression and, um, you know, some crazy thoughts and things like this. And What's that mean? Oh, you know, self-harm and stuff, mm. uh, which you're not proud of. Um, you know, you sort of don't want, you know, to even think that. Just thinking it is, uh, is not a good thing. But, you know... If, um, I've had some brain tests done and there's, there's some damage done to, to my brain and it's basically through concussions. And they attribute that to football, yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't been knocked out anywhere else. No, you know? no. Um, and I, I did get knocked out quite a few times. Brett Allison, your long-time friend and teammate yep, who came pretty. down from Canberra with you all yep. those years ago, he said you had ridiculous courage. And I think most of us would agree with that. I, I can never remember a time when, if you saw the ball, that you didn't just go for it. Yeah, you know, I, I used to wear that with a badge of honour. So that was the way I played, you know. And you know, I was a big believer. You know, you could, you know, get knocked out ten times, and you know, don't go hard once, and that people remember that forever. Yeah. I guess that was in my head. Um, yeah, I did crunch my body a fair bit, but you know, that's just the way I played, and it's sort of hard to get that out of you. You can't, you, you can't pick and choose which one you want to go for hard at, and just see the ball get ball sort of thing. How many concussions do you think that you've had over the journey? Uh, you played at North Melbourne, yep. Werribee in the then VFA, yep. uh, and Melbourne, and then back to Werribee. So there's a lot of football along the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know the exact number, but you know, I was talking to a few people from the past and you know who watch games and my mum and all this sort of thing, and and sort of we sort of worked out maybe got knocked out twelve times. Twelve times. Um, you're talking about being cold, cold, cold. Yeah. 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 Um, and then probably another 20, 30 concussions, maybe more Gee. on top of that, sub-concussive you know, sub ones. Um, yeah. So there could be more. I don't know. You don't sort of keep tally of those things. Mm. And I guess a concussion sort of affects your memory anyway. A few of your mates say that they, they think that your personality has changed along the way. Is that fair? Yeah, it has. Um, the, the hardest, the, the biggest eye-opener for me on that, I, people said that. I said, no, I haven't, no, I haven't. But New Year's, I was up there. My, my dad passed away last year, and I was spent a fair bit of time in Canberra with Mum, just look, looking after. And and Mum had actually said, "You've you've changed. I've noticed in the last five years, you've actually changed." And when your Mum says that, yeah, she does. She, they know. she knows you the best, yeah. and that's that's when the rule sort of a bit of a you sort of go, "Wow, yeah, maybe there's something wrong here," you know, um, which is not good. How deep was the depression? Oh, pretty bad. Yeah, I I had. Uh, had a crack at a few pills to try and sort of make the pain go away. Mm. Um, the pain you're talking about, physical pain or the, or the, just the, the mental, mental pain? Just mental. Just had enough. You know, it was. It's, it's, it's just not a good place to be. Um, yeah, and I know 
good friend of mine, Wayne Swiss, has obviously been through that as well. He's a great advocate for, for mental health, um, you know, issues and stuff and does a fantastic job. And, um, you know, I spoke to Swatter quite a few times about it and, um, you know, just you just get good friends around you mm. and, you know, and some good medication as well. Is that um, self-medication or under the... Uh, oh, no, un under the strict doctor, doctor yeah, yeah, doctor's medication. I, I probably take that for quite a long time now. I don't know. I really don't know. I might have to take it the rest of my life. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes down the track. But, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's not a good place to be. And it's sort of up. One, you know, one, one time you're up, then you're down, and up and down a fair bit. And, yeah, last year... Last year I actually thought I was going, I was going nuts. Last really? Year. Yeah, yeah, just... Just the way you think, and I don't know it's 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 really hard to put you put your. I, I couldn't put an answer to it, mm. but uh, I said I had some um, through a good mate of mine, Peter Jess. Obviously, yep. he's he's running the the case uh, for the concussion, and um, Alan Pierce did some testing on me, and um, yeah, there's some definite brain damage there. So it's. What does what does going nuts mean? I think I know. If we're talking in a public bar, I know what you meant. But what does it what did it mean to you? <sighs> Just. Just angry, like yeah. you know. I'm a really easy-going guy, um, and you know I'm pretty laid-back. And sometimes pe people think I should be, you know, a bit more, <laughs> more enthused. But I, I'm actually just really calm and collective most of the time. But um, just getting angry at the drop of a hat, and mm. you know, and just having these these silly thoughts and just of hatred, and I don't know, it's. Hatred directed at whom? Oh, just anything that was in your way, or sometimes it was—it's it's hard to it's hard to describe, Mike. And mm. just thinking, this isn't me. What what am I doing? You know, you know, staying in bed for three days. Really, you literally know? staying in bed for yep. three days. Three days. Yep. Did so, you fear then what might come of you? I mean, you're obviously in charge of your own destiny, but were you worried about what course you might take from there? Oh, it, yeah, that's it. It's always worry about that and, and just think, oh, I've got to get out of bed. I've got to get out of bed. And then it's, sometimes it's a really hard thing to do. Mm. Um, that's at the worst. Um, so your, your North mates will find that hard to believe, those that haven't seen you recently. Yeah. All of them have said to me yep. that you are warm, positive, happy-go-lucky yep. bloke. 100%. And I still am that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not walking around like an angry human being the whole time. It's just, especially when stress involved and... Um, you know, it's yeah. I just don't have seem to have the patience anymore. Are you angry that you played football? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. It was, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, I just some people get lucky. Some people do five knees. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it's just I'd, I'd never hurt a knee. I never had a recall on knee. So it's, I guess it's just the way it is. You can't sort of have regrets, I guess, in that regards because you, you can't go back. So, I want to know how you felt when you saw Sean Higgins playing for one of your old clubs, North Melbourne, mm -hmm. after that heavy hit he took against Hawthorne. Yep. He's back playing two weeks later yep. and playing very well. Yep. But I know your view about this is that a concussion case should lead to at least a four-week break. Oh, I just think it's... It, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a doctor and, I, you know, people are going to say that and, you know, what you, you don't know what you're talking about, but... I just reckon if you get like it was such a big hit, it was like he was, and he had a neck problem as well, and he had a uh, obviously facial um, with his, his lips, lip, yeah. with his yep. lid of and stuff. So it was a decent hit, and to play two weeks later, I just think your brain can't um, repair itself well enough. I don't reckon, 
And it's, if, if he was to get another hit that game, um, things, you know, things could go wrong for him, you know. Um, just have a look at Liam Picken at the Doggies. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's in a bit of trouble because he, he played through some concussions last year mm. um, and, it, and it, it does long-term damage. When we talked about the Higgins situation earlier, you were, you were angered by it. Yeah, it does. It, it Because we meant to have this concussion policy, um, you know, which is great and all that sort of thing. And I reckon they've done well with the cleaning up of the game of the front-on contact and the head high and all the cheap stuff. I reckon they've, they've done a pretty good job of that. But I'm not, not saying in football you're not going to get hit in the head. It's it's a contact sport, and it, but it's how you manage it and uh, for your long-term health. And to get knocked out like that and then, and play two weeks later, I don't see that as looking after your health. Paddy McCartan? Yep. He's another one? Yep. yep. And he's got a history, hasn't he? Yeah. Got to get rid of the stigma of, you know, toughen up. Yeah. All that sort of thing, yep. you know. Uh, I guess it's something you really can't see. Yeah, it's just one of those things you just have to, I think, take out of the player's hands and, and, and you know, say you're not playing for the next three weeks, four weeks, whatever. If, if you were the match review officer... Yep. And the Nick Nettanui case came before you. What would your decision have been? I don't think that's a report. I don't think it is. Yet it's, it Carl was... Amon was concussed in that incident. It's a... Yeah, I, I don't know the actual ruling, what they've gone by with that. But, but I'm I, talking about you and your knowledge of concussion and the effect of head... Uh, I'm not saying that as soon as someone gets concussed, um, it's a free kick or a report. There are accidents in footy, you know, there's things are going to happen. Um, but I, th- I thought the Nick Natanui, yeah, it was fairly forceful tackle, but it was a push in the back. Maybe a fine, maybe work. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really up to date. area, isn't it? Oh, it, it? It is. I feel sorry for Nick. All he did was tackle someone. He mm. wasn't malicey trying to hurt them. Um, you know, and you, you don't like seeing anyone get concussed. I can tell you that right now. Mm. I, as soon as I see people get concussed, I just, I feel for them. Well, Carl Amon said later that he thought he was okay and then he was in a fog so yep. clearly there's been some impact on his brain yeah 100 percent yeah so you're you're almost the standard month off if you concussed well i think the boxing industry if you get knocked out when you're boxing you have a month off mm. why, why is that yeah you know um yeah you know, obviously they're they're right on top of that sort of thing you've got a, a boy playing football at melbourne i do yes what, how do you um, feel about him playing at AFL level with the risks involved? You should ask his mother that, really. Um, <laughs> she's horrified him playing football because he, he, he was playing basketball yep. at the Geelong Supercats in the Seaball League, which is a high standard and he was, he was a good basketballer. But Joel just wanted to play footy, so I can't stop, I can't stop the son playing football. Were you pleased when he said he wanted to play footy? I had mixed emotions in some regards, yeah, because I, I think he was he was destined for a good basketball career. Um, but, yeah, I, if it makes him happy, I'm happy. Um, yeah, and he went to Melbourne, obviously, which was which made it a lot easier yeah, for me, because, yeah. obviously, they're, they're a great club and I'm ex-player and stuff. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, but, I, I mean, I, I, love, I love watching him play, because he, he's a good athlete and it's good watching him run around, but, yeah. He's got a bit of father in him, hasn't he? Well, injury. <laughs> yes. He gets the injured injury, quite but, easily. But uh, round one last year, did he take that big, uh, yeah, he's, big he's, chest mark and then wrecked his shoulder? Yeah, exactly. As I said, he's got me in me. He yeah. got injured in the first 20 minutes of his first game. Um, people reckon he runs like me, but 
he runs like me, but in fast forward, he, he's got me covered for speed and, and athleticism. He's, he's a good athlete. Did um, you need to convince his mother to allow him to play? No, no, not really, no, because Joel just wanted to do it. And as I said, we, if he wants to do it, we can't stop him. What about your daughter, Amy? She's a pretty good sports person too. Yeah, she, she's a good basketballer. Um, it's funny, we... Uh, <laughs> Amy was thinking about playing basketball, uh, playing football, because I was coaching at the St Killer Sharks in the women's league. And on the way into the game, Joel's first game, we're talking about it, and Amy goes, yeah, I might come down to training and have a run around. And, of course, Joel goes down the first 20 minutes and we're in the rooms and uh, he's... Uh, his mum walks up and goes, there's no way Amy's playing football at all. No way at all. And I go, yeah, fair enough. And she meant that. And she meant that. Yeah. She said it was such passion. Yeah. Well, you're now an assistant coach at Richmond. Yep. In the AFLW. Is it AFLW or VFLW? VFLW. Yeah. So are you subtly trying to talk her into having a crack at Richmond or have you now uh, uh, accepted that she won't play? I don't think she'll play, no. Oh. I don't think she will. You prefer coaching girls than blokes, don't you? Yeah, I've, I've, I've said, I've, you know, obviously Kate's at Richmond, I, I'd said to Kate, oh, I don't think I'll ever coach men's footy ever again. Uh, I just love coaching the girls. Why? Um, one, because they, they, they listen, which is a big thing. You know, they're like just big human sponges. They just take on information and go and do it. Um, obviously, you're dealing with a little bit of different emotional set, in some regards, mm -hmm. so you have to do alter your, tr your training and uh, the words you use and, and and stuff. But apart from that, it's it's fantastic. And yeah, you know, gratitude is, is a big thing. After every training session, not that you're after gratitude the whole time. Yep. All of them go, thanks for taking training, thanks yeah. for taking, thanks for doing this, thanks for doing that. You go, well, you know, thanks for bringing the water out to the trainers. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's just go, wow, that's it's pretty special. Given your sensitivity to the concussion issue, do you have to? Um, try to educate them about how they attack the footy. Yep, I've um, yeah. Well, we've had a couple of con one concussion at training, just an accident, and she wanted to play. And, and good thing about the the, the doctors, um, Beck, the doctor there, she's she's based in the same boat as me. She just said, no, you're not you're not training, you're not playing for this amount of time. And then and she had had some time off, which was would, great. Would you impose yourself on those discussions if you thought that someone had been seriously hurt and was going yep, to come back? Definitely, and play? I'd put my two bobs in because they know where I've where I've come from in mm -hmm. that regards. And I guess it's one thing reading a textbook and you know doing all studies, but I've I've lived it unfortunately. Mm. But um, yeah, so it, it it's not now. It's 10, 15 years, 20 years down the track that it's. it's yes, yeah, so I was just the last. I was just going to ask you about that. Do you fear that there's going to be sort of an outbreak of concussion cases? in the next generation? You know, we're aware of you, Greg Williams, Johnny Platten, John Barnes, the names have become familiar, and now Liam Picken and Paddy yep. McCartan. Yep. It seems to be the thin edge of the wedge and there's a, oh, a wave coming. There's, there's, there's a lot of guys who I know um, who are just, just, you know, the good thing about what's happened, us coming out about this sort of stuff is that it started a conversation, you know, and. I've talked to many people, you know, and ex-players that I've, you know, I've uh, played with Nor, hadn't seen for years, and I, and I say, "Hey, you going? Oh, I'm struggling, you know." And I've had to be on some heavy, heavy medication to, to stop their mood swings and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And these guys got knocked out a fair bit. So yeah, there's there's be a lot out there, and it'd probably be worse at local level because they don't get mm. better, they get lesser care than they do in the AFL.
Sean, you've donated your brain, have you not? You promised your brain yes. to the uh, yep. the brain bank. Yep. Uh, you, Diesel's another one. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's because you believe that they'll see the damage and and hopefully find the origin of it. Yep. And perhaps improve the treatment. Well, they they're looking for a thing called CTE, um, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah. I think I said that right. Um, which is going to be diagnosed after. Um, after after death, so I don't need my brain anymore. When, when, you, <laughs> when, when you die, they don't need any time soon. Um, but yeah, they, they want to try and just work out how one to treat it, or how to diagnose it while still alive. I'd say you know, and try and stop this thing because it's something that doesn't show up on MRIs or scans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it you know drives you know it basically rewires your brain. You know, and it's it just. It's not not a good thing. Would a helmet have helped? No, nah, no. Nah. Helmets helmets are great to stopping like lacerations, and, and it will take a little bit of impact away. But if you get hit hard enough, there's still inertia going through your brain, and your brain rattles inside your head, and, and the fluid that's in, and really it's not going to really help that much. What was the worst of the many heavy knocks you took to the head? Oh, you had a big one in Canberra, didn't you? I had one in Canberra, yeah. One in Canberra. I, um, it was a pre-season game against the Swans and I just went across to Shepherd and I won't say who it was, but, but obviously elbowed me straight in the, the, the side of the neck and um, lights went out and, yeah, I've... Um, yeah, they actually thought I might have broken my neck that day because it was so swollen. And But I, I, was, I was crook for a long time. I remember being in the showers after that game. I just... I'd never felt so crook in my whole yeah. life. Um... And yeah, and you, I know you said you won't tell me who it was. It's just it's the footballer's code, isn't it? Because you're entitled to resent that, aren't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I've 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 seen this player in the past, uh, afterwards, and we sort of joke about it. But and he, he regrets what he did. Mm. But um, I don't want to sit here and sit there and tell him, you know, who it is. So that's that's fine. Okay, um, we should talk about. You weren't a bad footballer actually, <laughs> before all this stuff befell you. <laughs> Uh, 109 games with uh, with North and Melbourne. Yep. Your best year was at Melbourne, wasn't it? 1995. Yeah, 95, yeah. Yeah. You 51 goals that year. Yeah, yeah. How Gary, I don't know. Gary Lyon wouldn't have liked that, would he? <laughs> <laughs> Playing alongside Gaz. Yep. And using him as the stepladder in that uh, that famous mark. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess he's he's pretty sick of that. I think old Gaz. Yeah. How, how high off the ground do you reckon you were? Got any idea? Ah. Uh, well, Gaz is 6'4". 6'3", yeah. 6'4", 6'3", and my feet are on his shoulders. Well, there you go, mate. There. Now, the amazing thing about after I came to terms with the fact that you'd done that, then the next thing I remember was Gary rubbing the rubbing back the of his head. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't overly happy, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever been higher than that? Um, allegedly, at uh, at Werribee. I played at Werribee in 90, 94 the year before. Yep. And a game against Box Hill... Took one, uh, which allegedly is on video. I haven't yeah. seen it, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty good one. And you place, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No. You have, have you sought it? Have you? Uh, I've uh, tried to, but they've, uh, there's have been a few guys that have had the tape, but whether it exists, I don't know. Maybe it might be a bit of a folklore. I don't know. So, do you believe that was uh, you went higher that day? Well, I felt like I did. Really? Yeah. Where did that come from? That just this natural ability to jump. Is that that's all? I guess it's it, there's a natural ability to jump, but also you've got to have the timing and the you know and the sea ball 
and run and get it, you know, as opposed to trying to jump, thinking about it. You just do it naturally. And I guess I, I learned to uh, I learned to take marks. Mum had this jasmine vine against the fence. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd throw this little footy and I'd take speckies on top of this jasmine vine and fall on the ground going, oh, mark of the year, mark <laughs> of the year, and all this sort of stuff. And by the end of, end of winter, the, the jasmine would be absolutely wrecked and then it would grow better over over uh, summer and repeat the process all over again. You reckon you can teach yourself to jump, do you? Well, yeah, I reckon you can. It's, I mean, you've got to have the jump as well, but you've got yeah. to have the timing. Yeah. Um, my son can jump higher than me. But, can he? And he's had a couple of leaps at footy, but he's got no near, nowhere near the footy yet. So but he just needs that, um, that just bit of training, I guess, just to put everything in one, into one motion and, and go for the ball. Your injuries. Now, there's a batch of concussions, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you break an arm? Broken arm twice, yeah. yeah. Um, Both the, shoulders. Yep. Yeah. And what about the lacerated liver? Yeah, I ruptured my liver. Um, ruptured it? Ruptured, yeah. I had a 13-centimetre hematoma in my liver. Um, yeah, I've just got basically shirt-fronted, which in today's game would be eight to ten weeks, what happened. Really? But, but yeah. that was part of the game, you know. So what, you were hit with, what, an elbow or a knee? Just hip or? and shoulder. Just hip, hip shoulder? and shoulder, yeah. yeah. And that concussed me as well. Um, if I ever thought I'm going to die on a footy ground, that was the day. I, I just couldn't breathe because yeah. I was winded that bad. Um, but it wasn't until two days later that I've uh, woken up Monday morning and the pain had shifted from the front to the back of my ribs and, and then Brett, Brett Allison was living with me at the time and said, Fruity, can you push on my back some? He's pushing on my back, probably making it worse when I think about it. And, uh, and he went off to work. I said, I'm right. And then within half an hour, I, th I don't know, it's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Mm. Um, so instead of calling an ambulance, I called John Longmire, who lived around the corner. Did you? <laughs> Why I didn't call an ambulance, I don't know. I put, put that what, poor Dr. horse... Dr Longmire. <laughs> get Dr Longmire around, and poor horse, he had to come around, and I'm in a fetal position on the ground. And So he's rushed me down the, the Tuller Freeway and it, when it used to be two lanes. Um, and I think he's doing about 140 in the emergency lane. And, yeah, I was, I was a pretty sick boy. I spent a few weeks in hospital. And, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, horse, I'm sorry about that. For, 1995 for... was the uh, the mark that we've talked about. Yeah. 51 goals. You yep. kicked three bags of five that year. Yeah. Hmm. So what did you learn? You, you Away from North Melbourne, you had four or five years there and then two seasons at Werribee. No, I had one season at Werribee. Only one? Yeah. Yeah. In 94, I had seven at North and then... Um, yeah, then one at Werribee and then four. four and you, ca you came back a better player? I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, ten times better player. Just stronger in the body. Um, I did a really good pre-season at Essendon that year. Um, hoping to get on the list and obviously that was the year after their, their flag. And they only had one spot and I didn't get, didn't get picked up. So I've, Donald McDonald convinced me to go down to, to Werribee, man. good yeah. old Magger. Yeah. And which I'm totally grateful to him for because it was a it was a fantastic year. It was a really good year, and um, uh, you know I've kicked I think kicked 69 goals or something for that year, and, and played some good footy, and um, and yeah, I got redrafted. Mm. The North blokes loved you. I know you didn't sort of spend your entire career there, but um, Brett Allison told me the story of the training camp in New Zealand under Shimmer. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 Brett just couldn't go. Couldn't you were. Do you pick up the story? You were climbing a mountain, weren't you? Oh, we, we, we had to go over to New Zealand and we're in these mountains and we're at the bottom of this mountain. We couldn't see the top of the mountain because it was in the clouds. <laughs> you know, we're going, wow, that's a big mountain. And we're walking up this mountain 
and it was just relentless hours and hours of a gradient like this. Literally hours, yeah? Hours and hours and hours. And Brett's, Brett's not known for his endurance, I He's guess. He's a fast twitch man. He's a fast twitch <laughs> fibre man, yes, that's it. And, uh, and he's just like, God, no, no, I'm not going, I can't move. I can't walk, I can't go anywhere. And we've gone, come on, Brett, what are you going to do? He goes, no, I'm staying here. <laughs> he was Adam, he was going to stay there. Mm. So literally we had to get behind him. It was like trying to push start a car and just get, once the feet started going again and, and away he went again and then, then kept walking for another bit and had to push isn't him again. Funny, isn't it funny how people have different versions of events? Yeah. Now you should know because you were there, but his version is that he fell off the back of the pack and he just couldn't go and yeah. he was at the point, in his words, of hallucinating. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. was, he was seriously, he just he wanted to stay there. And I said, we can't stay here, yeah. mate. And you came back for him? Yeah. And dragged him up the hill? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Push, push started him up the hill. Just one more on, on Fruity, your mate Brett yeah. Allison. Yeah. He took the mark of the year, I think, at the MCG, wasn't it? Against uh, Collingwood, yep. yep. And you were in hospital recovering from your... Ruptured liver. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brett and I, we, we lived together for a bit, and you know, and um, obviously grew up in Canberra together. And we used to go down to Queens Park at Mooney Ponds, and with Mark Hepburn and um, Dean McRae and these guys, and we'd take, you know, we'd have, take Specky practice, and we'd, we'd how we didn't injure ourselves, I don't know how we did it. You particularly. Yeah. And so we always had this. Brett and I had this competition. You know, who can take the better mark in a game? You know, and and I'm. I'm sitting in hospital, feeling a bit sorry and sore for myself. And I wasn't on TV, it was in televised game. I think it might have been Rex Hunt or something on the radio. And, could, and Brett's taking this mark. And the, the radio's nearly exploded mm. with just, oh, you know, in the crowd. You could hear it and they could hear it replaying and replaying. And I'm going, oh, what's he done? No, no, he's got me, he's got me. And Brett came in after the game because I was in St Vincent's just around the corner. And, and he goes... Yeah, I think I got you. I've gone, yeah, no, I said, well, I'm going to take a better mark than you. Just watch me. And sure enough, the day, did. The day I did, yeah, Brett, Brett rings up and he goes, yeah, you got me. You got so, me. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Brett is really, that's one of the most underrated marks going around, I reckon, Fruities. I mean, I, I did ask, we started by me asking you whether the positives outweigh the negatives in this career. When you list all the downside, yeah. the, uh, the things that have befallen you in that time, it, you must wonder whether it's worth it. Yeah, footy, footy was pretty cruel to me, I must admit. When you, when you analyse it, um, the amount of injuries that I've had, the scars you've got all over your body, you know, just the, you know, the head knocks and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, you know some of it was to early, early in my career. I, didn't, I don't think I trained as hard as I should have and, and maybe got some injuries that way. Uh, but as I got older, you get a bit wiser. Mm. Um, um, you, know, you sit there, and I've, as I said, I've been asked that question before. Was it worth it? You know, and really, 109 games in 11 years of league footy isn't, isn't a great return. But I, I guess I like to put it down as I, I was persevered and you know persevered mm. and persevered and hung in there. And um, you know, I've met some great friends. You know, and, and as I said, it's shaped who I am. And you know, and I've, I've made some great, uh, some great friends and some great memories. Sean, I'm sorry about the plight that you found yourself in because, because of the nature of football and the way you played the game, but all of us would say you provided us with a lot of highlights over the journey. Thanks, Mike. Hopefully uh, everything's in order now and you're being looked after and things are going to get better from here. So yep. thanks for your contribution. Great to see you. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. Thank you.